Living Dead in Austin is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know the Pope is actually controlled by armadillos? No, literally. Like, there are three armadillos inside his Pope hat that are ratatouing him around. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that. For more armadillo-related facts, to find out how you can access episodes a day early, and to check out our other podcasts and some cool merchandise, visit us at armadillo.club. The sun's going down in Bontemps, Louisiana, and things are about to get weird. Hello there. You're listening to Living Dead in Austin. We're reading Charlene Harris's Sookie Stackhouse novels. I'm Alice Sullivan. I'm Jeff Lake. And I'm Michael Sparkman. And today we're reading chapters sort of the prologue-ish through chapter four of Dead in the Family, the 10th book in the Southern Vampire Mystery series. Previously, we had a big coming out party. The wares and shifters decided the public vamp thing had gone okay, and they wanted a piece of that public soup action. Mostly it worked out. There was some hate-fueled violence. Arlene quit protest, but she kind of sucked anyway, so life goes on, you know? Also, Eric tricked Sookie into a vampire knife marriage, which seemed to bother her a lot less than it should, but <laughs> given that no one but vampires recognized them, I guess it's all fine. The FBI showed up in Bontemps with uh, questions about her telepathic rescue exploits after their hotel explosion, but she plays it cool because she doesn't want to spend the rest of her life locked in some black ops site. Also, there's a fairy war, and Suki is smack dab in the middle thanks to her very great-grandfather Niall. It's a pretty dark and bloody affair. Suki gets kidnapped and tortured by a pair of psycho fairies, and Claudine and Trey are both killed in the final battle. Niall decides to seal off fairyland forever. Mm, yeah. yeah. Did we ever refer to Niall's faction as the Nihilists? No, but oh, we should was a have. total missed opportunity. It was. Okay, Jeff, you need to go re-record all the previous parts. <laughs> and every time we talk about it, we talk called we call instead of the fairies, we call them the nihilists. Just yeah. record it in. Yeah. Yeah, here we'll do a few different prizes. Nihilists. 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 <laughs> perfect. I think that covers it. Yeah. Perfect. For all of our emotions. <laughs> okay. Nailed it. <laughs> Well, let's start this book by doing it the best way. You should always judge a book by looking at its cover. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is a this is an interesting one. They're both floating around an enormous rose. Yeah, I mean, given that this is probably Sookie and Eric, I assume they're about to have a hot threesome uh, with a with rose. Ro- I mean, actually, Ooh. yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, the flower I, has some gnarly thorns. I'll so give you that. One of the things I always appreciate about the covers of these books is that they're very literal, right? Mm-hmm. Like if if. A vampire is, is embracing Sookie in front of a bonfire or something. It's not like a it's not like a symbol of their passion or whatever. There's going to be a bonfire in that book, and a vampire is going to hug Sookie right in front of it. Yeah, if Sookie's riding a tiger towards a, a house off the Sookie's going to be riding a tiger. Be a tiger. <laughs> Get ready. Uh, but this seems symbolic here. This this giant rose. We're going to see at some point. <laughs> there's going to be a giant rose in the book <laughs> yeah. with Eric and, and uh, Sookie. I'm uh, very confused because it looks like it has two stems. Yeah, I was I was noticing the same thing because it's, because the stems are entwined, right? Like lovers. But it's only see. one bud. Yeah. Well, because it's one, one one bloom one, one bloom in love passion of love. <laughs> one bloom in love. I love those when you get that at Outback. <laughs> yeah, the Outback Steakhouse, has the bloom in love. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to know what the secret ingredient is. I have nothing else to say about this. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, can, we can move on. Okay. This is this is interesting. All of the chapters in the early bit are not numbered. No. Nor is it just the prologue. It just says this week in March, the next week in March, still the same week kind in of March. Kind of epilogue of the previous book. Yeah, it is a bit, yeah. Yeah. So I think here it's pretty effective because I think 
all these books are very like narratively driven mysteries that have like beginnings and endings and stuff. But Charlene Harris wrote this one section as just Sookie recovery time that doesn't have really a narrative. That doesn't, mm-hmm. And I think that's know. actually exactly the, the point here because she's like dealing with the trauma of her torture, mm-hmm. her capture and torture. And so this is like one week at a time, right? Like each each week as she's yeah. getting through this oh. thing. Like, like she's not even really herself during that time. So it's the whole book structure is different. It makes sense. Interesting. I hadn't thought about it that way. That's cool. Yeah. Okay, well, let's just go ahead and go through. Amelia is going back to New Orleans. So this is March, the first the first week of March. Yes, the first week of March. And run, Amelia, run. Like yeah, right. said before. Like after Trey's death, Amelia is starting to get a sense of the relatively short shelf life of Sookie's friends. Yeah. And yeah. she's just like, hey, I got to get out of here. She just sat and did one of those like little exercises that you're supposed to do in your life every now and then is take the names of all the people you know and put them in the alive column or the dead column. <laughs> And just write them all down and see what see what comes up with yeah. that. And, and she found a pattern. Sookie yeah. killed all of those other <laughs> Right, people. yeah. They're all dead except for Sookie. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Or, or animals. But luckily Bob was turned back. Yes. But she warned Sookie that she should not be drinking any more of Eric's blood because she could flip. Which is something we'd had questions about before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Sookie is not okay. Like, no. Uh, you know, she's, she spent like her entire life flirting with supernatural murders and it's finally catching up to her, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, torture is one of those things you don't just bounce back from with a spa day and a vampire blood smoothie, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and they talk a little bit about Sookie's bond to Eric, and Sookie seems surprisingly lukewarm about it. I guess she's just dealing with PTSD right now, and so she can't really focus any uh, mental energy on it i guess i I think that's part of it and i think that question is hard to answer because of her blood bond you know it's like Mm -hmm. she knows that she loves being around eric and whenever she sees him she feels really good and she also knows that that's exactly what a blood bond does you know yeah yeah interesting yeah i find it very creepy Mm. it is i'm telling you blood bond is where it's at you just have to you just have to make sure you get blood bonded to a good person (laughs) well it reminds me of mental illness you know yeah because, like, you know, when you when you feel these emotions, like, are these, is this me experiencing this or is this my illness experiencing this? Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Which can be very, um, okay, so that was March the first week. Jumping ahead to March, the end of the first week, mm-hmm. Claude shows up. Yeah, so he's asking about Claudine, uh, the last of the, so he's the last of the three triplets, and he's feeling a little raw about the death of his most recent sister. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. And I, I guess he he knew she was pregnant, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. And so Sookie shares what she knows about Claudine's death. Yeah. Th- th- this this scene felt kind of tense to me. Like it was ultimately anticlimactic. Nothing came of it. But there's this feeling like, how is Claude going to feel about this? You know, he's uh, the last fairy in the world, probably or yeah. possibly, and. Uh, he he's not he's not a great guy, right? No, yeah. Sookie wonders if she is in danger, but she doesn't seem to particularly care. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. March the second week, she's doing physical training with JB. Uh, probably she, at a very steep discount, by the way. Like, I'm, we're not even sure if he's charging her. Yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't stop her from dumping all over JB. Uh, yeah. Quote: Dumb as a box of rocks, and quote. JB was willing, but not bright. So apparently he cannot be the responsible parent here. Because wow. Tara is expecting. <sighs> Come on, Sookie. Sookie. That's well, doing you a favor You know, right I'm now. glad her personality has not been completely destroyed by the <laughs> abduction and torture. Yeah. I, like, he's he's like at, 
as he is helping her recover, as he is like healing her with his with his skills, she's like, yeah. "This guy's so dumb." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Alice, as you mentioned, Tara's getting ready to be a mom and uh, talking about calling Sookie Aunt Sookie, mm-hmm. and I, I just like Tara, man, come on. Maybe you'll babysit for us sometime, Tara said. No. No. (laughs) Yeah, not like, not that Sookie is a danger to the kids, but everything around Sookie, right? Like Sookie is a a hurricane of carnage and you don't want that resting on your kid. (laughs) Yeah, no, the hurricane was Bill and Bill. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever Eric is. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you remember the first book? Uh, I mean, Arlene ended up being like a horrible bigot and fuck Arlene. But like, remember the first book Mm -hmm. when she was like, oh, I don't know if we want you showing up to babysit my kids with your strange boyfriend who also, you know, murders people. Yeah, to, eats them. Yeah, yeah, eats people. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you, you got found, bent out of shape about it. If you found out your friend, like, just started dating a cannibal, you're like, you know what? He's a really nice guy, but he's definitely a cannibal. <laughs> Not like a practicing cannibal. He eats people. Like, right. you know, he, does, he doesn't always kill them. But he always eats them. <laughs> Are you gonna be like, yeah, come, yeah, come on over, yeah, bring, him, bring him. Yeah, maybe bring don't him hang out with my kids. Bring him by the house. My succulent kids. <laughs> yeah, it turns out, you know, vampires really enjoy child blood. Well, it's just the best. Mm. March the same week, Sookie and Eric finally talk about the night she was taken and tortured. Vmads wouldn't let Eric leave to go save her. However, he was able to call Niall before he was chained up. So, fuck you, v- Vmads. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, he literally bound him in silver chains uh, to keep him from going. And then he, they even locked up Pam. Yeah. Pam's going to go, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting. So, this has catapulted Victor up to the top of Suki's death list. Yeah. Yeah, Victor's not going to be around for long. Yeah, and he's not even a Fantasia bartender. <laughs> Yeah, he pretended to not believe Eric when Eric was like, hey, your king, the dude you work for, promised Sookie protection after she saved his life. Um, but he was like, oh, we don't want to get involved in the Fey War. But Pam, MVP, gets yeah. in touch with the king. So that's how their, Eric is finally let go to be able to help her. Um, they're wondering why VMADS wasn't punished. And they think that Felipe made him too powerful um, as the lieutenant of... Louisiana and Sookie's like we need to kill this motherfucker. Yeah, I, I'm struggling with this this whole like kind of the the vampire politics of this whole this whole section, right? It wasn't real clear. Yeah, like I to, I I don't remember Philippe super well, but he's by all accounts a, a very an old and very clever vampire, right? Mm-hmm. So clearly he's got a play here, but having somebody around who you don't trust and who you think is like getting too ambitious. That just seems like someone that needs to to die, right? Well, in this world, what do you do if you want to make sure that somebody isn't wrong for this world? Oh, you, you put them near hang out. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great point. Yeah, this is this is the play. Yeah, right. Felix didn't like, have to do anything. He's just like go stay there for a while. Yeah, and eventually, I need, I need you to oversee the the situation in you know like Louisiana, and that means like being Sookie's boss. Mm-hmm. But like you know. You know, I'm thinking more along the lines of like you're a really, really rich guy, and you, you like you own you own Seven yeah. Eleven, and there's all these franchises working under you, and you've got this one franchise that is like kind of shitty, kind of poor, not doing that great, and there's this asshole running it. And you're like, okay, you just do your thing over there. Don't bug me while I like 
run my other franchises. I, I feel like that's kind yeah. of what it is. That could be, yeah. Because they talk about how Louisiana kind of sucks. Like it's after the after Katrina, it's not very rich or powerful or anything. Yeah, yeah. It could also be a situation where he wants Victor and Eric to fight so that the strongest one can be can rule Louisiana or whatever. That Maybe. could be, yeah. March, the third week, Jason's dating a pretty decent-seeming woman named Michelle. Yeah, you know, I gotta say, like, his wife's crucifixion seems to put Jason, like, less in the, the, the douche category, right? Yes, that's just what he needed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I guess also learning that his best friend was in love with him was the one who uh, was involved or something. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's matured him somehow. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's also been wondering about Dermot, um... Just in, any, in case anyone forgot, that guy's still out there in the wind, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody knows where he is. Uh, I forgot about him. <laughs> so I'm yeah. glad they included that in this chapter. You was that like, guy. Oh, yeah. The guy who looked like Jason. We never actually met him, right? We just heard about him. We don't think we met him, right? He That's just like point. Jason. That's a good point, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even though we know that uh, Jason is still a monster because he smothers his steak with A1. Oh, God, right? Come on, Jason. At least it's not ketchup, but still. He, he made that steak himself. He I can know. make it the way he wants it. Yeah, yeah. And, have some and, pride. And he wants it with... A1, apparently. I'm sure that was a well-done steak. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he burns the shit out of it, pours A1 off the top. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, otherwise, they kind of just shoot the shit about work, where's vampire politics, and their grandparents fucking. Uh, they have a little little side chat about uh, their grandparents fucking. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've all got siblings. There, there comes a time when you have to discuss your grandparents having sex with your siblings, right? <laughs> Apparently. Wait, were they having sex? Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> you having mean, sex you discuss with your siblings, with your siblings. <laughs> the topic of your grandparents having sex. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cool. Hopefully. Hopefully. Just have to clear that up. It is Louisiana. That's right. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay. March, the fourth week. I was very happy. Did you guys catch the very, very subtle Easter egg there? Uh, no. Which one? Uh, At the very beginning of March, the fourth week. There, said Sam, I had to strain to hear him. Someone had put Jace Everett's bad things on and just about everyone in the bar was singing along. Oh, that's right. That's the the title song to True Blood. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Go to do bad things with you. That's one of my karaoke go-tos, actually. It's a great song. Yeah. And that was a super cool intro. There are very few songs in my vocal range, and that is one of them. (laughs) Yeah. The show came out in 2008, and this book was published in 2010. That's fun. That's great. I thought it really was. So she's back to doing a little bit of flirting with Sam. Yeah, she's feeling she's starting to feel a little bit more like herself by this time. Yeah. Um, they do talk about Bill. Uh, Sam says that she should go see Bill, but I think Sam should butt out and Bill should get fucked with a steak. So that's that's my <laughs> my, my opinion. Um, but yeah, Sam thinks she should go see him. Yeah. Uh, not much else there except the Merlots. The Merlots cook Antoine is still there. so Still alive. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Still alive and he hasn't like been responsible for murdering people that we know of. Yet. Yeah, he's yeah. either really good at getting caught or just really good at staying away from Sookie. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, same with Der- Derek or Derek or whatever. Derek, Derek yeah. Is, uh, who she also says doesn't doesn't have much going on up, up in his... Yeah. yeah, but we... They said something weird. Antoine said something weird about him, how he could like tell when somebody was supernatural even if it was a soup that hadn't like come out didn't he that was in the previous book yeah yeah yeah. because he recognized that Sookie's grandfather was not human that's right yeah that was interesting that was interesting March the end of the fourth week 
She visits Bill. For who, whatever reason. For whatever reason. And he has very bad silver poisoning from the Fae torturers. Yeah, so maybe getting fucked with a steak would have been preferable to his current situation. <laughs> yes, he is very depressed and very sick. Um, he could have healed with blood from his maker, Lorena. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, maybe his maker just shouldn't have been, you know, what is it? No, his maker caught a uh, a case of being a stank-ass bitch and sook his line of sight. So, you know, that, yeah. that's tragic, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I mean, Suki mentions this, and I, I thought it was interesting. Like, Bill's symptoms kind of read a little bit like depression, or he's just, like, listless, and nothing, nothing feels, like, interesting to him, and he's just, like... Mm-hmm. Just can't bring himself to do much. Vampire depression. He yeah. could also be healed, though, with some blood from his sister. So, I smell a quest hook. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, he, he's he's like, I, I, oh, I don't think I could do that, Suki. And you're but like, yeah, yeah we yeah, know yeah. exactly what Suki's going to do. Yep. Suki's not even be home before she's Googling this person. That's right, yeah. So, like, she has a cell phone now, so, you know. Yeah. It's probably... Uh, but he, he pivots it to creepy pretty fast, you know? He's like, do you love Eric? Does he love you? I want him dead. <laughs> Do you want him dead? Whisper a name in my ear and I'll kill him. He's like, he's like, Bill, chill out, man. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And then he has the classic, uh, I'm dying, please kiss me, please have sex with me to save my life thing, which I think is like... Yeah, yeah. we've all tried that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never works. Yeah. Never works. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Suki doesn't go for it. No. Yeah. Suki is starting to feel better and she finally has a good... Um, Session with Eric in his, and I'm quoting, A1 lovemaking, which I'm, I assume is meant to be a good thing, but he I mean, makes, I don't know. He, he makes love like my brother's steak tastes. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, it's, it's so hot compared to a steak sauce. I don't know. But that, that, is, that, is her, that is her line. A1 lovemaking. Yep. <laughs> I know. It's just because it she was thinking about it from earlier, you know. <laughs> Charlene Harris wrote it when she was really, really hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's making me hungry. I know. She's going to like go and start describing the burgers. And she's like, I wanted A1 steak sauce. Yeah. Chapter one. Alcide calls, and of course he wants a favor, which Sookie is not surprised by. So I'm glad Sookie is starting to be a little thoughtful about that relationship. Yeah, this is another thirsty ex. But his first question, of course, is, are you still dating Eric? Yeah. Of course. Uh, But yeah, second question, can we have our werewolf party at your house? Yeah. like, it's like, dude, just like anywhere else, right? Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's well off, right? He should be able to find some some woods somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he should have his own trees to piss on, right? But his, his excuse is they can't use Alcide's land because there's some fishermen camping there who apparently Alcide's dad gave permission to before he died, this which is sounds pretty sketch. Very sketch, right? But this is also when we learn the werewolf name for humans, which is Oneies. <laughs> yeah, which is which, Oneies to them. I, I mean, I got I gotta say that really doesn't roll off the tongue. But then again. Werewolves are not noted for their intelligence. No. <laughs> so this is what they got. It sounds a lot cooler in werewolf speak. But I think normies is better than oneies, I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense, you know. But I guess, I mean, are vampires oneies? Uh, vampires are not two-natured, right? That's a good point. Yeah. Well, unless they're like both alive and dead. They could be two-natured. Mm. What about fairies? Mm. They're, no, they're, they're, they're funnies. <laughs> <laughs> vampires are bunnies. Eric is a little worried. There's some problems with upper management going on there, which I didn't bother to write down because it was boring. 
Yeah. <laughs> but Sookie does agree uh, to have the party at her house. And yeah. she invites Sam to the party, but he's kind of weird about it. This was weird. Yeah, he compares going out with the other kinds of wares to going to an NAACP meeting in blackface. I was like, huh. What? I don't think so, Sam. I don't think that's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, know. I don't I think don't. he knows much about the NAACP. Yeah. 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 It's, it's an interesting analogy, Sam. Interesting yeah. analogy. It didn't work real well. But he's still taking Sookie to his brother's wedding because, you know, that's what your boss does. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Takes you to the date to their wedding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, no. There's going to be something fucked up at his brother's wedding, right? Sookie's going to figure it out with her, her psychic powers. Almost certainly, yeah. Sookie's going to bring some fucked up shit to that's, his wedding. That's probably true. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. But Alcide and the gang show up that evening and there's a couple of new pack members, Annabelle and Basim, who is Alcide's second new his new second if there's one thing i've learned in these books is that the new people are always trouble like what do you want to bet one of these people is like either a serial killer or yeah uh, a, a secret assassin trying to kill Suki. yeah probably both of them right yeah probably yeah. a serial killer assassin <laughs> trying to kill Suki. um I, I do think it's funny that she takes a minute to assert dominance by reading one of alcide's lieutenant's minds and just being like <laughs> Uh, you forget that green vines, you know. Yeah, I, she thinks a lot about how how much how good she is at hiding her her nature, but she's not. You know, she just totally <laughs> outs herself. Like, oh yeah, remember? I mean, that'd be pretty fun to be able to do that to people you're not crazy about. Yeah, it would to be. unsettle them. It's an uneventful night, which she is disappointed by. Yeah, she's like hoping for more howling. I guess. Yeah, she's like listening. She's like, I think I, I think I heard a howl. That's it. Okay. Fine. Yeah, kind of a kind of a bummer. Yeah, but the next morning, Basim comes to the door to let Suki know that there are fresh fairy and vampire tracks on her land. Oops. Mm-hmm. And an old body, which must be Debbie Pelt. Yeah, yeah. Suki's like, how old? Oh, yeah, yeah, I know about that one. Yeah, yeah, thanks, yeah. thanks for the heads up. Chapter two. Suki is quite justifiably worried about who the fairies are, since Claude is the only one she knows who's left, and it might be Dermot. Yeah, of the, of the list of remaining fairies... Uh, which is two. Uh, neither of them is probably super happy with her. So uh, bad news having a fairy looking on her property. Yeah. Claude shows up and asks to stay with Suki. Oh, hold on. But first, uh, she, she just like, there's, there's this minute where she's like, and then I went to find my computer. It's like the way she <laughs> talked about checking her email. It was just like, this is a person who, <laughs> it was something like she goes to her computer She's checking her email. She has several emails, of course. And she sees one from an addressee that she's unfamiliar with. And she immediately goes to click on it. I was like, that's either a virus or a dick pic. And neither <laughs> one of those should you be clicking. <laughs> Don't answer emails. That you, yeah, it's just, you know, Suki doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah. yeah. The way she talks about technology, sometimes it feels like it is not something that is being said by a 20-something-year-old. No, I know. It's yeah. like, Suki should probably know this. Yes. Claude shows up. Um, he has to stay with Sookie. He says he's starving for fairy company, and apparently Sookie has enough. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I know he's kind of a dick, but I, I can't help but feel a little sorry for the guy. You know, he's he's the last of his kind, and that's kind of matters for fairies. Why you know? do you think he chose to stay here instead of going back to fairyland? I don't know. I mean, like... That's a good question, right? Like, he's got his businesses, but who cares, you know? Yeah, right? Maybe he can be more independent. Like, if he goes back, he's he's um, Ni- Niall's um, grandson. Mm-hmm. And Niall seems to be very authoritative. Yeah. 
But I mean, here he's got a lot more freedom. He might also appreciate being the prettiest person around. True. Yeah. When Fairyland, he's just like a, a five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's entirely possible that he is a plant. Like Niall asked him to stay for some reason. Yeah, know? he's definitely got to have a, a, a ulterior motive here because Agreed. he also doesn't like Sookie and he doesn't like people. And this doesn't seem like a good place for him to stay. Yeah. yeah. He says something about the fact that being near Sookie feels good because she's got fairy blood. Uh, but, you know, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. But he does have a letter from Niall written on the skin of one of the water sprites who killed her parents. Cool. Well, Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, don't you do that? No. <laughs> I, not yet. But, like, honestly, I, may, I might start. This yeah. Is, this, is, this is a great idea. Basic fairy etiquette. Yeah, gift ideas, you know, for the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Make your own homemade parchment out yeah. of the skin of your gift giver's enemies. Yeah. Well, give, everybody underestimates how thoughtful stationery can be as a gift. <laughs> yeah, and if it's stationery made from your, the 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 skin of your enemies of your friends, then that's like... Yeah, yeah right? That's really thoughtful, you know? Yeah. Um, now but, I need to start thinking of enemies. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that kid you put the bulldog to in grade school. <laughs> that's I mean, an enemy. If it was for if I was making stationery for ginger pants, I would get the squirrel that's outside the window every <laughs> that's day. That's a good point. That, like Aww. taunts him. Ginger pants would love a little squirrel stationery, I bet. Yeah, yeah. But interestingly, though, setting aside the whole like skin of her enemies thing, uh, Niall has that letter for Sookie, so there is some way to correspond between the worlds. Yeah, uh, Claude is very vague about this, intentionally very vague about this. But. Yes, but she does ask him flat out, are you the fairy who sent the wares tract the other night? And he says it was not him. Yes. And fairies are not allowed to lie. They can just obfuscate, but they cannot lie. Is that true? Mm-hmm. I didn't re- I forgot oh, about I that. I didn't realize that. Yeah, no, that, but... that's a thing. Oh. oh, yeah, that is kind of a mythology thing about fairies, like, not lying or something. Yeah, it's like Aes Sedai. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, but also, thanks, Niall. He bribed some government officials, so the FBI will leave Sookie alone now. That's gonna be convenient. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I think Charlene Harris did not know how to write her way out of that. She's like, oh, this is a plot thread I do not want to deal with anymore. Yeah. So. yeah. Say, Sookie, you want to just never talk or think about that again? Okay. <laughs> uh, also, Claudine left Sookie some money. Yeah. So he's like, oh, gosh, I could sure could use a few hundred dollars. So we know it's going to be something ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. But Sookie does check with Amelia to make sure she is not moving back before she says Claude can stay. This is a funny conversation to me because Sookie's like, so, uh, you know, my my cousin wants to move in. I was wondering if you'd be using your room. And Amelia's like, what? No, no, I'm never coming back. Never. No, no, no. I left. I survived. What about your stuff? Stuff? Oh, keep it. You can keep all that. I didn't bring with me. No, never. Although Amelia was finally judged for turning Bob into a cat. She's got fucking community service. <laughs> no wonder she was hiding out. <laughs> I know, right? God forbid she has to like mix potions and not get money for And work in a it. shop. I was like, uh, you know, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was pretty hilarious. Yes. But otherwise, yeah, they settled. Justice in, for Bob. <laughs> I know, right? That, that like I swear, that guy had that guy has got the shortest end of any stick, she right? Should at least pay him like lost wages or something, right? Yeah, probably like, lost his mortician job. Yeah, uh, and and you know his family, like he, we still don't know what happened to his family in Katrina, right? Yeah, they don't know he's alive, or they didn't, you know? Yeah, well, because he had some family that was in an area that was apparently notoriously really horribly hit, so yeah. they could be dead. Poor Bob. Yeah, I know. Poor Bob. 
she tells Claude that he can stay, but she doesn't give him a time frame, which is like such a bad mistake. She just had that problem with Ophelia. Yeah, the... Octavia. Oh, Octavia, yeah. Octavia yeah. Fant, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, he's just he's just here now. Yeah. Forever. Yeah, well... Fairies live a very long time. Mm-hmm. Not when they hang around with Sookie. Good point, yeah, that's a great point. Claude, Claude, like, Claude may choose every to... Every other fairy that she's met is dead or fled from this dimension. <laughs> Except for Dermot, the mysterious fairy in the woods may have been Dermot. Her portal was the last to be closed, so it may not be completely shut. That is a very it sounds like this yeah. whole thing is BS. Yeah, the portal's not closed. Niall yeah. just told him not to go through it. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, like okay, the portals are actually all open. It's Niall's just like doesn't want to hang out with Suki anymore. <laughs> he, got, he got bored with the Suki like, thing. Oh no, fairy law, Suki. We all have to go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. No. Cell phones don't work across the dimension. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I've lived for over a thousand years, and it's. <laughs> Because I know not to deal with people like you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Uh, But Claude says in a way that is not at all suspicious that he will help clean the house as payment. And she's mm -hmm. like, oh, you could pay me rent. But she doesn't say it. No. She should. She should say it. Yeah. But she goes into work and Holly and Hoyt are engaged. So that's nice. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. And Tara comes in pregnant and I was definitely empathizing with her. She walks in and she's like... I need a sandwich and a Coke right now, which I totally get. (sighs) Quote, Tara had married JB knowing brains weren't his strong suit and she was reaping the result. (laughs) Come on, Dude. I I think she's fine. You know what? I think she's doing fine. I think JB's doing fine. Sookie, just lay off. Yeah. Tara, she married a a man who was going to be nice to her and not complicated. And, you know, he's got a job. He's nice. Helps yeah. people out. He's pretty. He's going to make pretty little babies. Yeah. Yeah. Tara had a rough, rough beginning in her life. This is what she wanted. Yeah. This is great. But she's reaping the result. Okay. Thank God. Sucky. Uh, she does call Eric to talk to him about her recent developments, but he's too busy with work to talk right now. Yeah. And he agrees to send Pam to pick her up, which, uh, I mean, you know, you know how I love Pam. So yes. I was excited about this part. Agreed. Chapter three. Hey, Pam, how you doing? Yeah. Looking just, all cool. I just love her. Like, like she, she, Sookie's, she's, okay, she smells fairy, right? And Sookie's yeah. like, oh yeah, Claude's moved in, he's lonely, and she's like, that sounds like bullshit. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh yeah. You know, and, and honestly, like, until that moment, it didn't occur to me how much it sounded like bullshit. I was like, Pam, you're right. This yeah, sounds like bullshit. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is this is weird. And um, did you feel Sookie was being a little like, oh, you're being speciesist a little bit? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, like, there's a reason why people have problems with fairies. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Uh, I Like, I, I suspect that Niall put Claude up to guarding her. I think that's actually the deal. Yeah, but, yeah agreed. Something like that. But, uh, but Sookie... I mean, that's what Claudine was. Yeah, that's right. Till she died in the protection of her. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Along with her unborn child. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, well, Claude, uh, Claude's here now. Yep. But... Oh, for now, sorry. Yeah. Claude's here for now is what I meant. For now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Pam also wants to be Mad's dad. She thinks he's trying to take over her exposition. Yeah. Uh, uh, this, this is another like little Pam one. Uh, it would be a good thing if Victor met with an unfortunate accident. Uh, you really mean that? No. I really wish someone would kill him. <laughs> Thanks, Pam. Oh, I love it. Yeah, she's very she's very bloodthirsty. She wants she wants to fight Victor. Mm-hmm. Like that would make her very happy. 
So I think she'd do good. We've seen Pam in a few fights, and she has done well for herself. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's great. Yeah. Pam, as opposed to many other supernatural creatures whose paths crossed with Sookie, Pam is still standing. Yeah. Uh, it's it's funny because, uh, you know, Pam's picking her up, and as they're driving, Sookie asks about whether Pam thinks about what she would be, would have been like if she hadn't been turned, and Pam thinks about it for a long time, and she's like, no, I'm really good at being a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a great vampire. <laughs> I know. It made me happy. Yeah. She found what she found what she was supposed to do with her life. Yeah. Question mark. I, I agree. Yeah. Look, I would have been a shitty wife and mother. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They drive to Eric's house. Uh, she shares Alcide's visit. He's worried about a bill passing that will require wares and shifters to register like vampires do. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, oh, it'd be so crazy to having people register and be under government surveillance. Surveillance. I was like. Suki, come on. Yeah. <laughs> That's already a thing. Yeah, like the, the FBI or the NSA is reading that email that you're not reading. Right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I don't think, despite what happened with Niall, like paying off people so the FBI would stop uh, sniffing after her. They're definitely still watching her. Yeah, I yeah, still right? think so. Yeah. There's no way they're not. There's a Bureau of Vampire Affairs. Yeah, we, we've actually, I think we've actually heard about this. Uh, earlier on, but we haven't heard much detail about it. And apparently they have a local representative that uh, Pam has tried and failed to bed and tried and failed to bribe, <laughs> which I think is great. Yeah. yeah. In that order. She's like, first I tried to sleep with her, and then I tried to get this guy to bribe her. He wouldn't go for either. I bet uh, the representatives of the BVA get that all the time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sookie tells them about... Yeah, Eric's house, I thought was hilarious. Right? Is this, like, boring cookie-cutter McMansion on the outside? And on the inside, it's got just this wacky, colorful furniture that Eric likes. All in, like, bright jewel tones. It's like, okay, yeah. yeah. It's nice. I I mean, I'd be down with a place like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really liked that there was a copy of a book there on Vikings that they wanted him to write, like, a foreword for or something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I want... That's why I wish vampires were a thing more than anything else. The history. That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty freaking great. Yeah, vampire historians, man. Yeah. It'd be awesome. Put so many people out of a job. They, they, they do talk... Yeah, <laughs> yeah awesome. <well>. <laughs> <laughs> Historians, man. Fuck those guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they talk more of vampire politics because uh, they, they all seem to agree that Victor needs to die, but they can't decide if he's the kind of person you can just kill or not. Mm-hmm. It's a tricky situation. Yeah. Um, Suki tells them about Basim finding the fairy and vamp smells on her land, and all Eric knows about Basim is that he was thrown out of the pack in Houston. Yeah, very that's suspicious. sketchy, right? Like, yeah. come on, this, this, this is a red flag. This is this is a guy who's going to kill somebody, mm-hmm. or yeah. kill maybe kill kill yeah. Alcide. That know. sounds like a cover story to me. True, yeah, he's here for something. Yeah, yeah. probably to assassinate Suki. Yeah, like, or to get killed by Suki. <laughs> more, more precisely, <laughs> um, Vimad sent a new vampire to Louisiana, Heidi, who's a tracker, and he leaves a dude named Bruno Brazel in charge while he travels. Yeah, interesting. Yep, so lots of vampire political shenanigans going on. They do talk briefly about Debbie Pelt, and, you know, well, once they start talking about murder, you know how that goes with Sookie. Yeah. Gets her motor, gets her motor going, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Eric asked Pam to leave the room <laughs> yep. so they can take care of this issue. Yeah. yeah. Well, a few things, though. Eric says he has a spy who survived the New Orleans massacre. Yeah, I don't think we know who that is, because as far as I recall, everyone had died, or we thought everyone had died. Yeah. yeah I thought so, too. And, of course, Sookie, like, wants to know all about that. Yeah. It's a spy, Sookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they talk about why Felipe appointed VMADS in the first place. It was either to keep him away and distract him, or because VMADS is, quote, very efficient. So. 
What does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, sex. I just wrote down sex. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> just had to get on that uh, Viking dingling. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then Pam drives Suki home. Yeah. So, okay, hold on. So they finish, uh, you know, so to speak. And mm-hmm. Eric has Pam drive Suki home, which does it like feel like a dick move? Kind of like she, she came over. How long was she even there? Like 30 minutes? I mean, she's the one who called the meeting, to be fair. Yeah, okay. So he sends Pam to pick her up. clean his pipes, too. (laughs) And and then he sends her home, I believe it says she, quote, swallowed everything he gave me. Yeah, in case anyone was wondering. (laughs) There you go. So he does. I assume he cooked her some snickerdoodles, right? Yeah. (laughs) She swallowed the snickerdoodles all the way down. (laughs) But, like, we, like, oh, that's even more, like, vampire essence, though. She's going to turn. I mean, we don't know what's in uh, Vampire Jizz, but it's probably, um, yeah, it's probably more vampire blood because it's in everything, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But they're driving home and on the highway, Bruno Brazel and a vampire named Corinna? Yeah. Is that how we're going to say it? Corinna? Yeah, yeah. Sure. I got to say, like, they spend all this time talking about how, oh, Victor won't make a move or anything, and then... This happens. I was like, well, okay, I guess we're going, I guess it's go time now. Yeah, yeah. They're on the side of the highway. They're like, yeah, we need to pull over so we can kill you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Cause like Pam's reaction is, oh, they're They're here to kill us. And I was like, that's probably not true. Yeah. But Pam is exactly right. She's, she's absolutely right. Yeah. yeah they, she's like, they, we need to pull over here and deal with this situation. You know? Yeah. They immediately mix it up and fight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Suki approaches them. They walk away because of Pam. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Pam gives Suki a silver knife. Yeah. And Suki walks up to the Bruno, because that's what you do. And it's like, hey, how's it going? He's like, I'm here to kill you. (laughs) And then then it's go time. Yep. And, yeah, she silver knifes him in the ditch. Yeah. While Uh, Pam kills the other one. Bruno learns the lesson that so many people have uh, learned before him. You don't fuck with Suki. Yep. Uh, So, yeah, that's that's two two of um, Victor's best people down. Yep. Yeah, I mean... Surely he'll put together the pattern that, you know, you send somebody after Suki and that person never comes back. Right? right? I mean, is she basically just like the John Wick of this world? <laughs> like, you can send people to try to kill her, but it's not going to work out. We call yeah. her Baba Yaga. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to go back and watch that movie again. The little, we tell little vampires about the, the Suki Stackhouse. Will, <laughs> if, you, if you don't eat your blood, the, you know, the Suki Stackhouse will come for you. Baba Yaga, the boogeyman. <laughs> do you guys want to get steaks and watch John Wick? Yeah, kind of, yeah. yes. I kind of really fucking do. <laughs> that actually sounds like an amazing evening. Oh, yeah. man, I'm into that. Yeah. Chapter four. Pam killed Corinna, and they dispose of the car and go home. So he's like, okay, of these two people, you mentioned that Bruno's the strongest. Pam, why did you leave me with the strongest one? And Pam's like, you had a knife. Which sounds a little comical until you realize that Suki once killed a fairy assassin with an old garden trowel. So <laughs> Pam was like, I gave you a knife. Yeah, I like, yeah. like you were, the other two of us, you are the way more dangerous one she, right now. She says, I gave you the knife. He didn't have a knife. <laughs> uh-huh. like, yeah. In Pam's calculation, that meant that Suki had the advantage there. <laughs> yeah, and and that's the case, right? Like yeah. Bruno never stood a chance. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Yeah. So, so this ends up like I guess Victor was making a very risky play and just kind of burned his whole hand, right? Yeah. Um, Pam calls Eric, and Eric uh, tells Pam to tell Suki that he's proud of her. Which, mm-hmm. you know, that's cute. Yeah. Um, and they they ditch Bruno's car on the side of the road, but I kind of think Suki should have just kept it, right? Just what? keep the car, right? It was it, like a Lexus. Yeah, that's it's but... way nicer than her car, and it's kind of spoils the combat, right? 
Well, then that but doesn't that prove then that she killed these good people? If anyone asks her how she got it, she just says Bruno gives it gave it to her. And if you know they have questions about that, they should go ask Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no one can find Bruno. What a shame. <laughs> Well, if you find him, tell him I've got his car. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like that would be like a way to for Sookie to assert dominance. Just keep the car, not even not, could, not give yeah. a shit. Yep. Come take it. Well, this, I've noticed that this is this is like a new Sookie we're we're dealing with here. This is like dark Sookie. She's mm-hmm. she's gotten. Uh, I, I mean, Pam even notices and, and mentions that she's changed. You know, mm-hmm. she's uh, yeah, gotten a little darker. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually Stone a Cold Killer recurring theme in some of Charlene Harris's books. How. Um, over dealing with terrible events can forever change you Mm. and not necessarily for the better or the worse. It just changes you. Yeah. But she goes into work and chats with Sam. He's dating Janelyn, you know, the really cute one who was a literally crushing skulls at one time. Yeah. 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 And and she's really into lions. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, they, I bet they're doing some, some lion (laughs) lying around. around. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but she's a were, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Janelle's a werewolf, yeah. Okay, so they can't, like, in lion form, then. Why, I don't, not? Why not? I don't think werewolves can have sex with lions, can they? I mean... Can I mean, wolves have sex with lions? I'm, I'm yeah, 100% sure that wolves can have sex with lions. <laughs> <laughs> but also, uh, the lion is the one on top, so, right? Yeah. Mm. Can you turn yourself into a different gender? <laughs> Oh, that's uh, a good question. Like, do you have to be a question. female werewolf? Does Sam have to be can, a male one? Can you turn yourself into a different gender person? Uh, mm. the, well, okay. I don't want to spoil anything in case it's in the books, but there is a subplot about that in the TV series, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. So there's a whole thing with, like, shifters who turn into humans. Hmm. I can think. you turn straight from a wolf into a lion, or do you have to become a human first? Uh, that's a good question. I would, I would assume you could just go from thing to thing, right? But maybe maybe it wears him out. Wears him out. <laughs> uh, Tanya comes in. Yeah, Tanya and Calvin are married. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, she's decided to not hate Tanya as much anymore. So that's a weird little story that's done with. Yeah, I guess. yeah. Fucking Tanya. I, know. Fuck Tanya. I, I still don't like Tanya. Yeah, hmm. I, I mean, I I, I kind of feel like Tanya marrying Calvin is a very bad thing for Calvin. But you know, whatever. He can handle himself. Yeah. There's a weird little interaction between Claude when he comes into the bar and Telly Belf- Terry Belfler, who fixes Sookie's water heater. I that that feels like like a connection right there. I, I okay. <laughs> there's okay. So Claude, yeah, comes in. He's complaining about the hot water heater. Terry uh, chimes in, says he's happy to help. Uh, there's like a an interaction there where Terry's like, "Dude, I'm not gay." And then later, when Terry comes back, Sookie says, "Hey, you know." I'll reimburse you for the parts and I'll pay you a little something extra and he said, or, or give you a little something extra for the labor. And Terry says, Claude took care of that. And he had his shower. And he had his shower. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Uh, I mean, I whoa, 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 whoa. It's supposed to be very beautiful. Yeah. Nobody asked any questions, but like, you know. And like, I think they said he likes blue collar guys. Th- I would say that Terry is exactly Claude's type, right? Mm-hmm. Like kind of like the, a little, a little hairy, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Has really pretty eyes, apparently. Harry Terry. <laughs> yeah. And there's a new bartender named Kennedy Keys, who is a murderous beauty queen. Well, we don't know that she's a murderer. We just know that she did some time. Yeah. And uh, could have been tax fraud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> could have been a lot of things. But 
Either way, it's she, we, she is introduced and there's also a new bouncer. And I was like, okay. Okay, we're overdue for a Southern Vampire mystery. Sure, but, sure. but like, I'm laying money that these are the people who do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever the mystery ends up being, whatever the murder, this is the one. That's what I was thinking. One of them will be the murderer and one will be the victim, I'm yeah. guessing, the new Merlot's employees. That's my, that's my guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And not the one you think, right? It's probably the opposite. But yeah, we're we're pretty far into this book, and we haven't had our, our Southern Vampire mystery yet. No, right? not yet. Yeah, yeah unless we you almost had one when they found that body, but Suki already. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's not a mystery. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess you could say like the the fairy in the forest, like the mysterious fairy in the forest, or whatever. Could and be whatever the, the fuck is up with Claude? And whatever the fuck is up. With. So maybe that's the mystery. Maybe. But usually there's a murder. Yeah. Yeah. We're short on murders right now. Sam and Suki go to the Crawdad Diner. <laughs> which where, has history. Yeah, which they kind of fill each other in on everything that's going on. And they mentally criticize each other's partners. Mm-hmm. Just, oh my God, kiss already, please. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Come on, guys. At the end of the meal, Pam calls and it looks like they got away with killing Bruno and Corinna. Yeah, they're double murder, uh, no for, no evidence, so they seem to be in the clear. Yeah, yeah that probably won't come back, right? Yeah, yeah surely not. Fine. Yeah, at this point. Yeah. That's it for this week's episode. Next time, we're going to be reading chapters five through nine of Dead in the Family, the 10th book in the Southern Vampire Mystery series. I am Alice Sullivan. That is Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Jeff Lake. You can find me at jefflake.info. I'm Michael Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. Please share this with anybody who you think will like this. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this, especially on iTunes. Please find out how you can give us your armadillos at armadillo.club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. Good, good night, night. Suck okay. okay.